Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Getting ready for the NFL draft is really that first, second, maybe even the third wave of free agency has come to uh, has come to a close. I never really understand how things are broken up, right? I mean, it's, it's almost like the first wave of free agency, like just the first day and then Everything after that is the second wave. There's there's no real calendar for it. But anyway, kind of as we go through with this stuff, I think as the Bills have made more moves, and of course you heard it on this pod and others here at buffalorumblings.com, you know that there's been a lot of moves and things start to look a little bit clearer around what the Buffalo Bills needs are heading into the draft. Now, if we were to talk about this, I think most fans would be in agreement that at this point, right, cornerback is the biggest need, kind of the most glaring weakness on the Bills roster, although some would talk about wide receiver of being a big need. Yes, you've got those that are standing, a a new punter coming into town. But with that, you know, all jokes aside, right, cornerback and wide receiver seem to be those top two things still have some people talking about the interior offensive line and the debate that rolls on tied to running back in the first round. But today I want to go through a four-round mock with you guys because I think, again, as we get through this phase of free agency, look at it in one, say the Buffalo Bills don't have any money to spend, and two, they don't have a ton of holes left to, uh, to be addressed. So, you know, a couple of pieces as we go through this right now Every time I do one of these mock drafts and I get to pick 25, I find that I'm not finding that no-brainer pick that I'm looking for with the team. And if you go to thedraftnetwork.com, you can use their mock draft machine. And I'm curious if you guys find yourself to be in that same type of scenario that I am. You get to pick 25, you look at the guys that went beforehand, and you think to yourself, man, there's Drake London going at number 23 or Garrett Wilson going at number 22. You know, you talk about the cornerbacks going way early, right, in the draft. Trent McDuffie at number 13, Andrew Booth Jr. at number 12, Sauce Gardner at number 11, Derek Stingley going at number four to the New York Jets. And you're just like, man, I don't think the Bills have the draft capital, nor would I really want them to make a big move up the draft board. Maybe the chance to trade down, right? You look at – Detroit Lions with pick 32. Do they want to get up to get one of the quarterbacks if they're still available? You know, maybe you drop back seven picks, pick up an extra day two pick or an early day three pick to make a move like that. I just keep wrestling with it, right? And maybe that's because once you get to pick 25, I just don't love the way the board continues to fall. So let's talk about where some of the things are here and some of the opportunities 
that are available for the Bills. Two interior offensive linemen are actually the two top guys on the board as I take a look at things here. Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa, primarily a center, so I'm going to scratch him right away. Kenyon Green, interior offensive lineman that can play guard from Texas A&M. When you talk about wide receiver, there's certainly three guys that stand out. Jahan Dotson from Penn State, Chris Olave from Ohio State, and Traylon Burks from Arkansas. As I mentioned, no real cornerback there on the board. Someone that does stand out, one of the safeties, Daxton Hill from Michigan. Um, We all know how productive he was, what an integral part of the Michigan defense. Certainly not an area of my expertise, but Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. Seems Hill is one of those prospects that has all the skills necessary to make that transition to cornerback. Now, while I can appreciate that, right, I don't think I fall in that type of category to say this is a guy where I can see that move taking place. Highest rated cornerback on the board, Kyler Gordon from Washington, you know, uh, a plus athlete, has some size limitations. Is that something that the Bills would go with? And of course, if you want to scroll down, Brees Hall from Iowa State certainly stands out. For the sake of this exercise today, the guy that really stands out to me, and I know, again, right, you talk about Dotson, Olave, or Traylon Burks. Burks is really that guy that stands out. And I put him in this category, and it's going to sound cliche, and it's going to sound like just just hear me out, right? But a, a guy that if you're going to add him to this offense to be that Corderell Patterson, maybe to be that Debo Samuel, you know, somebody that you can get the ball in his hands and he's going to be able to make something happen. Burks is that guy that stands out with that blend of size of being about 6'3", 225 pounds, and his yards after the catch ability, which he demonstrated at Arkansas. I think it was Aaron Quinn earlier in the day had posted something on Twitter, 9.3 yards after the catch for Burks on each reception this past season. So as much as I can look at someone like Dotson or Lave and say, hey, if you pick one of these guys, I'm not going to have any complaints either. I think if you're talking about someone that can add a different wrinkle to the Buffalo Bills offense, Traylon Burks is going to be that guy. So I'm going to make that pick again, 6'3", about 225. Not that superior plus athlete type that you would look at, but based on everything that he can do, kind of being that bigger back or bigger receiver and what he can do out of the backfield is certainly something that I like. Now, if we're going to talk about things and now you're looking to yourself and saying second round, pick 57, who might be available for the Bills? And of course, as I look at this, a worst case scenario is Roger McCreary goes at pick 55. Tariq Woolen goes at pick 52. Now, listen, if I had things locked up with trades, I would certainly look to make a move to get up a little bit further than where the Bills are now, maybe with some of those day three picks to make sure I got someone Uh, Woolen is really the guy that stands out to me based on his size and athleticism. Nothing against McCreary, but that would be the guy that I would look for. Who else is on the board right now? Guy standing out, just smack dab, looking me in the face. Brees Hall, number 52 ranked player. Talk about adding another weapon on offense. Devin Singletary in the last year of his contract. We've seen different mocks that maybe have Hall sneaking into the back end of the first round. But in this scenario, I think that's a guy that can be a difference maker on your offense. Certainly other players that I like. Travis Jones, the interior defensive lineman from UConn, someone we had talked about earlier before free agency, but with the Bills 
the moves the Bills have made on the defensive line, I don't think it needs to take place. Some interior offensive linemen, Dylan Parham from Memphis. You can look at Sean Ryan from UCLA. Again, guys that can have nice careers. But as I look at this second-round pick, I think I'm looking at someone that can be a little bit of a difference maker as it relates to the Bills. The cornerback position picked over at this point, right? I mean, you got a, a Darian Kendrick, a Mario Goodrich, Alante Taylor. You know, those guys would all be a bit of a stretch when you're talking about going in the second round here. So I'm not going to go based on need. I'm going to go with that best player available. And for me, that is Brees Hall helping the Buffalo Bills offense really keep that fastball going, as we've heard Sean McDermott say before. You know, I start to sweat as we go with these things a little bit. You talk about adding a cornerback and something that is not there yet. As we come up to pick 89, is there going to be someone that can be a good fit for the Bills? Now, some of the tight ends that are available, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina, um, someone that, you know, let's be honest, have not seen a lot of him play, have heard good things from him. Another guy that stands out, Troy Anderson, the linebacker from Montana State. Here's a guy that literally playing on both sides of the ball. He has played quarterback, running back, linebacker, um, six foot four, 235 pounds, certainly a plus athlete, could give the Buffalo Bills a lot of depth that they could use along the linebacker crew. You know, you lose A.J. Klein, you understood why that needed to happen, but you can really take a look at things now and think to yourself, okay, you know, that's fine, but do I like the depth that the Bills have at linebacker? Should something happen to Matt Milano or Tremaine Edmonds? Or what happens if they decide not to re-sign Edmonds um, after this year, thinking about his his fifth-year option? Um, again, as we go through pieces, looking at some of the cornerbacks on the board, I, I don't love what I'm seeing, right? I mean, you can talk about Josh Williams from Fayetteville State. You certainly hear good things about him. Almost six foot three, almost two hundred pounds. Um, you know, has that opportunity, but is he really going to come in from Fayetteville State and step into the NFL and be a guy that can fill that hole for you? Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska is on the board, someone that certainly stands out there. I don't know, man. I just don't know that I see someone that I'm looking at and saying this is someone that should be the pick at this time. So I think if I'm going to go with things, Isaiah Likely is the number one player on the board. Again, the tight end from Coastal Carolina, 6'4 and a half, 245 pounds, can just do so many different things. Um, you know, you look at just kind of having that big playability. Again, I have not seen him play too much or really just other than some highlights, but I'm going to go with Isaiah Likely. Again, if you talk about a tight end being rated this high, rather than taking a reach for someone at the cornerback position. So now as we go into the fourth round with pick 130, we've addressed wide receiver, we've addressed running back, and now at this point we've got that additional tight end right to develop behind O.J. Howard and Dawson Knox. We can assume that Knox is going to sign a contract extension and hope that takes place. Howard being on a one-year deal, just a little bit different from this standpoint. So now with the fourth round, right, who is the top player that is available? At this point right now, it's Martin Emerson, the cornerback from Mississippi State. And this is a guy, it's noted here at the Draft Network, right, his ideal role would be in a zone defense where you can get eyes on the quarterback and receiver. 
could be a good fit with the Buffalo Bills. Others that stand out, um, Matt Areza, the punt god. Um, I, I'm not drafting a punter in the, the sake of this. Just not going to happen. Um, others that stand out, Damian Pierce, the running back from Florida. We've already addressed that need. And Justin Schaefer, the interior offensive lineman from Georgia, as well as Tyrese Robinson, the interior offensive lineman from Oklahoma. I've liked Robinson because he has that flexibility along the inside. Someone that I could certainly see, you know, be that type of a fit when it comes to working with Buffalo. But there's a guy that stands out on the board, and I think he's drawn a lot of attention based on his name, the cornerback from Cincinnati, playing opposite of Sauce Gardner. But really, this guy, right, his name is Kobe Bryant. So, of course, you see that name on the list is someone that is going to going to stand out. But I think Bryant is going to be the pick for me here in the fourth round. You know, you can look at a lot of pieces. Again, he just uh, he's played well. He's played at a high level. When you, you know, look at him being in a similar role, and I say similar role to that CB2, right? When you're playing against Cincinnati, you're going to have quarterbacks going away from Sauce Gardner, funneling things towards a player like Bryant. He might get picked on a little bit more, and that certainly might be the case when it comes to his work in the NFL. But uh, if he is someone that can be a viable option opposite of Tredavious White, I'm going to make that pick and I'm certainly going to go with it. So when we talk about these picks, what I decided to do in this mock draft right here at number 25, it was Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas. At number 57, Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. At number 89, Isaiah Likely, the tight end from Coastal Carolina. And finally, in the fourth round, at pick number 130, Kobe Bryant, the cornerback from Cincinnati. So let me know what you guys think. If you've got your own mock draft, make sure you share it with me on Twitter at AnthMarino or in the comments section here at buffalorumblings.com. I'm going to get out of here for now, but I always appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great shows. And as always, go Bills.